This week's episode is made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. You are listening to Meanwhile in Memphis on WYXR Radio 91.7 FM. And I am your host, Anna Thompson, otherwise known as AT. And I have a very special guest with me in the studio today. Hi, it's me, Jamie Bowler. Hi. Hello, Jamie Bowler. How are you today? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. I bet. And you're probably on like um, a wink and a prayer this week. You're just kind of keeping going as we we slide across the finish line to (laughs) TEDx on Saturday. It's all things TED. I'm dreaming about TED. I think about TED all the time. Love TED. Love TED. Just love it. (laughs) So um, in TED news, it is this Saturday, mere days, nay hours away. And our guest today is a 2023 TEDx Memphis speaker. She sure is. So tell us a little bit about our guest today. Yes, Jamie. we have Larwinette Williams as our guest today. Uh, I mean, what hasn't she done? Her film and television credits include Snapped, ER, Chicago Hope, Seinfeld, NYPD Blue, Spy Hard, Ghost to Mississippi, and Nightstand. Her numerous professional stage credits include Eight Misbehaving, Hairspray, Hello Dolly, and starring as Effie White in the National Broadway Tour of Dream Girls. Ooh, ooh, my personal fave. Ooh, ooh. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Communication Speech and a Master of Science degree in Sociology. She's a graduate from Stella Adler Academy in Performance Pedagogy and a graduate from Zoe Christian Leadership Institute in Los Angeles, California, in ministry. Since taking the helm at the Memphis Black Arts Alliance in 2016, Larwinette has developed programming that has trained over 10,000 youth, engaged over 62,000 patrons, and employed over 1,000 artists of color with MBAA. And so one super exciting thing we are having her in the studio to talk about today is the 40th anniversary, four decades of Memphis Black Arts Alliance right here in the 901. So with Without further ado, let's get into our conversation with LaWinette. Welcome, LaWinette, to the studio with us this morning. How are you? I am good. It's cold outside. It is. Maybe it's cold outside. Make you want to sing that song, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, look at you go. I was about to say. So I do have to ask. So dream girls. Yes. Just from the jump, I just have to say. <laughs> right off the cuff. Right? Just starting <laughs> immediately. Just right We're going to dive off. <laughs> yeah, yes. I How often it. do you want to sing Listen? How often does it just come into your mind? Because for me, I feel like anytime I'm, I, t- I talk to my four-year-old daughter and I'm like, uh-huh. listen, I'm like, it just immediately, I'm like, listen. I mean, I won't serenade. Interestingly enough, my character didn't sing Listen. Yeah, I was Effie, so I did And I'm Telling You. <laughs> it's oh, okay. Anna. I know. Wait, am I... Do you even I know they Dream were, Girls? I really feel like I was... Am I inverting them? Have I not had enough coffee well, this was morning? was the one that was uh, in the movie done by Beyonce. Oh, oh true. Oh. Okay, well, no. Okay, see, I'm still thinking of Jennifer Hudson because I'm like, no, 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 I'm telling you. I'm okay, not. Yeah, no, that's not that's you. you. That's not that listen. Was, that, that I'm was just, a, I'm, I'm gotcha. meshing songs yes. is what I'm doing. <laughs> and in my mind, it was just a big hybrid song. And <laughs> I was like, no. I was no like, at least I you heard listen every you night. You know, that may, be, that may be something that works. I was we like, need no, to I'm try, try that and pitch that. That may actually work. Do a mashup. Yeah, do a mashup. Because I was like, I'm picturing her like very angry and she's like, she's, she's not going. So you listen. She's not going. <laughs> it works. And it's so the I'm theme. Like, it does work. So see, uh, a tummy. <laughs> uh, yes, excuse me. Um, I would like to m- make a few requests to an already award winning. <laughs> 
<laughs> musical. Okay, so scratch that. But how often do you break into song? <laughs> I, well, she's already broken into song once, like so uh, far. Yeah, I did, yeah. did. Look at the yeah, baby. Well, it's cold outside. That's where I'm going. That's this is. <laughs> Our conversation here. Well, actually, not that often, believe it or not, because my life has taken such a huge turn. And in in that particular show, such a big, um, how should you say, time of my life. I did Effie so many times that it's like, okay, it's done. But and now you <laughs> but I treasure, I treasure having the opportunity I've had to do that show. It really literally did make my career. It I did. Love it. You had, and quite That's a so career cool. you've had. Mm-hmm. God has been good. I love it. God has been good. Yes. Okay. So one of the main reasons that we are having this chat with you today yes. is because, drum roll please, it is February, yes. which means it is Black History Month. Yes, it is Black History ah. Month. <laughs> I was about to say, now you're going to make me break into song at every point here. <laughs> but um, so you are the leader of Memphis Black Arts Alliance. I am the leader. I accepted this wonderful baton from the founder, Miss Benny Nelson West, who founded this organization in 1982. Oh, wow. Yes, May the Mm -hmm. 7th. And so we are celebrating our 40th year. Wow. And um, most of the organizations in this city, and you guys can attest to this, most arts organizations, don't generally last beyond the founder. You know, mm-hmm. it, after the founder sits down, the vision kind of subsides, but the need for the alliance to be that center where all arts organizations can come together and congeal and ne- network and also get ideas and and dreams and visions come to pass, if you will, needed to stay. So she knew the need. And so she recruited me. It was a huge uh, ordeal. She... <laughs> <laughs> came after me three or four times before I finally said, okay. You she said, said, and you said, I'm not going. <laughs> I said, I'm not going. She said, a listen. Lot. <laughs> she said, listen, I'm not going. <laughs> I love that. Listen. Yes, I'm there it is. Going. Yes. <laughs> hey, here we go. But we finally did. Um, interestingly enough, that story is such a good one because. Uh, when she told me, she said, before you say no, I just want you to consider. And I went inside and I said, okay, God, she keeps coming back. What, you know, what is it about this particular uh, uh, group of people? What is it about this organization? And lo and behold, he reminded me of something that I once was young writing Mm -hmm. and uh, writing a musical. And the first musical that I wrote was called Can't Stop Dancing, full musical, you know, full musical. And um, a young man by the name of Marshall Jacks, who was part of the Alliance at that time, asked, he said, you need to do something with this. And I said, I'm 21, 22 years old. I didn't have the money to do anything with it. He said, let me, let me do something. And he took it and he took it to the Memphis Black Arts Alliance. They went to the uh, Memphis Arts Council, which is now Arts Memphis, and they awarded us a $10,000 grant to do this musical. Wow. Since that time, I left and did things all throughout the country. Of course, listen, I'm not telling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I, uh, back here, have done uh, quite a few things, and lo and behold, she comes and God says, now it's your time to take all of these things that you've done and pour it back into the community. And I said, okay. <laughs> so Makes you sounded sense. excited. Full circle. You I know? love that. So I'm proud to be 
in this position, you know, and to take the little nuggets that I've learned along the way and to share them with the, the arts community here. So, yeah. Well, Me- Memphis is lucky to have you and the young artists here are really, oh. really lucky to have you. It's good to be home. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about um, the mission for MBAA? Yes. Well, the mission uh, is generally we are dedicated to preserving, celebrating, and advancing African-American arts, literature, and culture. Generally, you know, that's the form, the, the form, you know, the, the mission. Um, but basically what that means, we preserve by holding on to the legacy of African arts and uh, the greatness of African-American artists in the city, uh, preserving it by uh, many of them sitting at home, doing nothing, getting them to come out to share what they've done. Some of them are teaching, uh, you know, and also uh, giving them that platform to show, you know, what they do. I have so many cool stories about that. Uh, the Naomi Moody is getting on the stage and it's like, you know, and the Tim Priest and it's like, you know, all of these amazing artists that are just sitting here in the city of Memphis. It's like, my God, and they, they're worldwide artists, you know. And so uh, that's the preservation component. The celebration is mostly providing space or helping these artists in the city have space to do what they do. Now, that's one of the things that I'm right now in the current place of trying to help build or expand the borders, if you will, because there are over 50 art artists or art arts groups of color, not just African-American, okay. of color, over 50. In the city alone. In the city alone. Wow. And that means we need space to do what we do. We mm-hmm. need space to hone those those gifts and talents. We need space to write, space to uh, network, space to rehearse, space to do uh, read-throughs, space for auditions. We need space. And so being that we're centered right in the gateway mm-hmm. of Soulsville, USA, we're in the perfect place to find opportunities to build that space. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get people to come aboard and help us and join with us and lock arms with us to make it happen because artists need the room. Yeah. Artists need the room. So that's the celebration. Now, the most important thing we do is the advancement. Um, Our young people in this city are so naturally gifted, you guys. They come, it's like they're born and they have like three different gifts. <laughs> just, it's like, just like, what in the world? And the world knows this. Anywhere you go, if you say you're from Memphis, they're like, oh, you're an artist? They just assume. So because of that, we need to, we need to nurture them. And um, a lot of the schools have, unfortunately, because they've gone through so much when it comes to budgets, has had to cut a lot of the arts programs. So the Memphis Black Arts Alliance, what we do, we get some of those, those persons that are preserving, you know, preserving the, the legacy artists, as well as artists that are now doing things throughout the, uh, the city and the country. And we get them, we hire them and contract them to actually go back into the community where the children live and play. Mm. After school programs, uh, uh, churches, what have you, to work with these artists, some of the schools, to work with these uh, these young, clever, amazing children and help them not necessarily to become artists, some of them will, but just doing what they do, you know, because arts helps you to do things so differently, helps you to think differently, helps to build those cognitive skills so that you can just be a better person, shift your communities, you know, and so many of our children are living in underserved communities. But if I'm a kid 
And someone like a Naomi Moody walks in. And I found out that she did all of this stuff on Broadway throughout the world and everything. But she says, well, you know, I, I grew up right around the corner. That lets me know that it could happen for me, too. And that's what we, that's the most important thing that we do, helping these kids shift their visions, help them to see things differently that you can achieve if you want to. And sometimes you have to see it to believe it. And that's, that's what that does. Those after school programs is exactly. showing that like, hey, they did it. Maybe I could do it too. Exactly. And we've uh, gone out of the way to try to form partnerships with a lot of uh, organizations, the Overton um, um, Park Shell. Mm-hmm. Um, to create space for artists to be able to perform on the stage in pre-shows and also as a consultant along with her, uh, Natalie Wilson and the team there, whenever they need information regarding artists of color, whatever, we're just here for them. Also, one of our, our um, partners is the, uh, the, the Orpheum Theater. Yes. And when they bring shows in that feature artists of color, uh, she works along with us and we go and grab children. We've taken almost 300 children to see shows to Lion King, Hamilton. You know, it goes on and on. Um, And some of those kids are coming out there. First of all, they're going inside the Orpheum. They've never even been inside of it. And they're going in with these wide eyes and all of this excitement. And they are so, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then they're coming out and they're ready. They're revved. I mean, we had this one guy come out. He's decided that he's going to create a hip-hop musical. You know, yes. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's inspiring, once again, to get there and see all of these amazing people of color up on a stage like this. Like, oh, I could do that. And that's, that's, like I said, the advancement part of what we do is the most important. So you mentioned a minute ago um, that you were handed the baton by the founder. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about the origin story for Memphis Black Arts Alliance? Absolutely. At the time when Benny Nelson West founded this organization, she originally from Memphis had spent uh, a lot of time up in New York and, done, and did her studies. And she saw an organization there that actually pulled um, various different arts groups and artists together um, outside of the uh, the Negro Ensemble, which is a theater group. That's not what this was. This was a networking group. And so when she got here and Bill Street was shambles, you know, everything torn down, um, Stax was a pile of bricks. It was gone. And the artists in the city were completely displaced. And so she said, let me do something. She called on, if you guys remember, Ossie Davis and Ruby D. They were friends of hers up, up in New York with this ensemble. They came in. She worked with LeMoyne Orn College president at that time. And they decided to build the Memphis Black Arts Alliance. And... Uh, Ossie Davis and Ruby D, they christened it. (laughs) (laughs) We were christened by greatness. And there they launched out with 19 arts organizations under them at that time. They had Irma Clanton, who was one of the first African-American college professors at Memphis State, which is now University of Memphis. They had Dita's Dance. They had uh, people like Ruby O'Gray, who's still around doing wonderful work throughout the city. Deborah and Levi Frazier. Uh, from Blue City Cultural Arts Center, Deborah Ferguson, and uh, John uh, from the uh, Nubian Dance Theater. Oh my gosh, 
you know, with ECPAY. <laughs> and it was all of these amazing arts groups. And to be honest with you, to this day, majority of the arts groups that are, uh, are still around have ties back to that original 19. So we kind of consider ourselves like the grandmother, you know, and we want to be able to still empower ourselves to help our grandkids, you know, to do what they do. And who knows, we'll continue to stay on the map throughout the world, you know, but they need that help. So that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Uh, you've already told us a bit about, you know, some of the, the services you provide for the community, but can you tell us a little bit more about um, MBAA's programs and, and some of the resources available to, to Memphians? Yes. <clears throat> MBAA, we provide, uh, in addition to the, you know, the four programs that we talked about, um, we provide, we have a space and a lot of it is offered to any, any arts group or any artist throughout the city. They want to come in to utilize that space for um, if they want to hold auditions, if they want to read, if they want to uh, rehearse, we're there for them. We also have a space that we actually curate various different um, visual artists. Mm -hmm. And so we've had the pleasure of of putting up people like uh, Michael O'Donnell. Because one of the things I did mention to you guys, George Hunt, God rest him, you know, he's, he's gone now. He did his first... Uh, design of all of the things that we know him for with Bill Street, the mm-hmm. Bill Street. He designed that upstairs at the at the Memphis Black Arts Alliance. The uh, the, the 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 studio was uh, upstairs was his studio. Wow. And so, um, and before he before he went home, <laughs> he uh, actually would come up there when we had a new visual artist. And just to support them. And I, we would do it as a surprise, you know. <laughs> I know, right? And so I, I would say, okay, Michael McDonald, his uh, art exhibit is going to be on Saturday. He and his wife would come up there. And um, <laughs> and they would stay downstairs. And then he'd come upstairs while Michael McDonald, And then Michael would turn around. I was like, I was like George Hot. And he was like... <laughs> Yeah, so it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, um, and even my first meeting, my first encounter with him, I'd been talking about this man and talking about this man, all the things that they had told me. And then one day he came by the the office and he had this jean jacket on and I didn't think anything. He said, hi, I hear that you have a a new exhibit here. I said, we do. He said, may I say, absolutely. So he brought him on in and we're walking in and and then he said, yeah, my work used to to be here. I said, really? I said, wow. I said, I didn't catch your name. He said, George Hunt. I said, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) For for listeners who might not know, um, can you talk a little bit about his art and and where they may have seen it before? Oh my gosh, yes. George Hunt, if you go, uh, I've seen some of his work in a couple of libraries that's here, but the ones, the the work as well, oh, one of my favorite places, Brother Juniper has a number of his artwork, of his pieces. But the best way to identify him is if you've seen the look of the Bill Street Festival and uh, Memphis in May, the very uh, color abstract with all of the different little caricatures, that is classic George Hunt. He designed that and they stay with that formula and have stayed with that formula for years. So this is still like you can it, you can trace that back to Memphis Black Arts Alliance. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? So cool. And that was the place where he created that. It's amazing. It's like the history in that building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So that's uh some of the the work that we do. We, you know, help curate uh artists and and to uh put their work for uh exhibit. We also 
help uh, do workshops, uh, acting workshops, um, um, writers workshops. We have this thing called wind down with wind down with words. (laughs) So okay, I need some of this. I I know. We've had artists like uh, a novelist like Angela Austin, who is a USA Today, you know, um, um, top with a best best-selling author, uh, Jay Henderson. And she's local, but she is an amazing um, a writer and has done a lot of things, not only in PR, but she's a novelist. Uh, Laura T. Hunt, Christy Taylor, who's also doing a wonderful podcast, who's also an author. We bring people in that are not only just <clears throat> novelists, but persons that do Playwriting because we brought in uh, Rubio Gray, we brought screenwriters in, so it's important that they know that these kind of resources are there, and we offer them free to the artist. We offer them free these kind of trainings and workshops to the artist. Uh, something else that we do. Oh my God, we do so. What we do, I can go on and on, but ultimately, what we do, we serve the artist. Uh, anyone in the community. If they are looking for artists, like I was telling you, it's Black History Month and, you know, we're a black organization. So do the math. Yeah. They call. Oh, we know you busy. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. A little busy this month. A <laughs> little bit. January and February is on lock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, mostly because uh, outside organizations know that we have access to all of these various different arts groups and they'll call and say, hey, can you... Um, send some singers or do you know anybody that can dance or do you know anybody that can play blah 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 can you uh, you know a band that we can get do you know any drama any people that are doing dramatic pieces and yes so we are also a resource almost slash casting yeah it sounds like you're a connector you're connecting all of your artists we are that's exactly what we say Uh, we say we are connectors we are connected. It's like a hub for Memphis talent, too. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. So, absolutely. So, one of the main things that MBAA does is preserve yes. the black history and black arts in that yes. way for the city of Memphis. But so, and we've talked already about how it is Black History Month, but outside of the month of February, all year long, every day, 24 7, 365, why is it important for you, but also for the city of Memphis, that all of this is preserved? Because Memphis, uh, because Memphis black artists or creatives are ever evolving. Give them space. And so to do that, because let's just face it, it's legendary throughout the world. And so the artists themselves, if they, I feel that they're, you know, and I was, I, you know, I, 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 I kind of brag about it a little bit because, yeah, I'm an artist, so I'm a little partial, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I brag about it because, you know, we'll be in a in a, a place where we're talking about the commerce here and business and education and and the faith based. Oh my God, the faith based community in Memphis and, and all of these great things. And I'll just sit back because I feel like I'm loaded. <laughs> I'm loaded because I represent the most precious gem there is to Memphis, and that's the arts. We are, I represent, and I'm one of many, you know, but I represent the arts. And so I'm like, yes, you guys, we can, we're great with that. We're great. We can, but this is what makes us worldwide. So in answering your question, 
what after we do the black history thing which is significant mm-hmm. we're <laughs> and, not trying to sweep that under the rug at all <laughs> but what do we do the rest of the time we are like I said we're almost casting agents we are uh, collaborators with a lot of different organizations um, our major organizations because we not only collaborate within the uh, African American or uh, um, artists of color organizations. We collaborate with major organizations. We are uh, collaborators with Playhouse on the Square, with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. We do things with them. And what this does is provide uh, uh, eclectic programming for what they do and they love it. The city thrives on it. Um, And so uh, Robert Moody, uh, maestro, We'll call, hey, Laurenette, we're going to do blah, blah, blah. Do you know some singers that can come aboard? Or can we get you guys to, you know, your group to come in, blah, 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 blah. And when they say our group, basically what I'm doing is grabbing vocalists that I know that are capable of doing this. Vocalists that have worked with us, vocalists when I'm out. And I was like, okay, and get them in. And then we rehearse and then we present. And so all year long, and I do mean all year long, guys. I wish I wish the listeners point, could see that exclamation look. point exclamation point <laughs> we are busy connecting people to opportunities um uh when in talking about the symphony I was uh sharing with one of the because we have teens that are fantastic uh we have young people that are fantastic great singers and one of the songs he had asked he said one of the Disney song like you know let it go and I said oh I have someone that can do let it go <laughs> and he said you sure I said, absolutely. And so he thought it was an adult. And I sent him a video of this young 14-year-old girl. He was like, wow. I was like, there we go. And so here she is, 14 years old, singing with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. Wow. And getting standing ovations. And and she's like, oh, my God. And I was like, can you imagine the life-changing, you know, effect that takes on to for her as far as her pursuing her uh, pursuing her career we had another one who was singing rent you remember the high notes and rent you know of, uh in the seasons of love and just this effortless <laughs> you know, it's like, it's with the memphis symphony orchestra you know so this is the kind of thing that we do all throughout the year uh, a lot of groups uh with our collaboration with the over the park shell they do their fall concert series and it's usually like close to two months so good and it is so good and so uh, um natalie wilson who is the executive director here she and i are like sisters you know <laughs> now but when we first started working it was uh to meet a purpose um from a, a diversity equity and and inclusion standpoint as far as making sure that we diversify you know the audiences and diversify the talent now let me tell you she is a stickler for that I mean she really is and the thing that happened which was interesting for us was she said well we have like people arriving here for the concerts like two hours early because they want to make sure they get good seats and I feel like we should do something and she said why don't we do like a pre-show and boy, we were fought at first, but they see it works. And so yeah. this opportunity we provide, we have taken over 20 different, different music groups. Many have never performed on the Overland Park Shell stage, but taking them to perform, you know, sets before the, uh, the headliners. And so it's been good. 
And even from those, she's seen some, she's like, oh, we got to get them. We got to feature them. We got to headline them, you know, because some of them are just so amazing, you they're know, because a lot good. of the artists yeah. coming from out of town, she's like, they can hang and they're right here. I said, yeah, this is, this is Memphis. <laughs> they're ready. It's Memphis. They're ready for their headliner exactly. opportunity. Exactly. This was just their warm up. Right. Right. What do you think it is about Memphis that, you know, makes the art and specifically makes the black art coming out of the city so special? It's the art, period. Yeah. It really is. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, you know, people jo- joke and say it's in the water. I don't know. <laughs> we have great water. Uh, we do have great water. <laughs> and it's the best water that I've tasted anywhere. It is. So it may be the water. <laughs> I think, too, there's just something about us as Memphians. Like mm-hmm. like you said, people are just born with it here. It, it is that kind of, it's cheesy to say, but it's that soul. Yeah. It, it feels like it really yeah. does. It just like, you can feel it vibrating around you. It's yeah. like something that you can't quite put your finger on exactly that Memphians just inherently have and you can't put your finger because it's just it's just there it's innate it's yeah. something inside and honestly the world knows about it because I got some of my best auditions just because I filled out the information and I'm from Memphis and they'll say uh there's this lady here from Memphis I'm like me yeah come on <laughs> we want you <laughs> and when I first got there I didn't understand that at all when I first started really trying to pursue the business. And I didn't fully understand that at all because I'm around people that do far better than me all the time. They can sing me, a a church terminologist, sing me under the pew. (laughs) Who are these people? Because they must have some great voices. Oh, my God. (laughs) Honey, in Memphis, I mean, I'm doing, I do nothing in Memphis. So when I get out out of here, I didn't think I was halfway decent at all. I did. I was like, oh, I'm okay. It took me going through lots of uh, lessons, I mean, mental lessons with my vocal coach for me to to honestly say I'm a singer. You know, I had spent a lot of money for that, (laughs) y'all. Because I couldn't, because I knew singers. You know, I grew up with the Wendy Modens. You know what I mean? I grew up with major folks like that. I was like, no, I'm okay. So you're like, yeah, I mean, I sing. Exactly. That was what I was to say. And he was mean. He actually closed the piano and got up and said, okay, come back when you're a singer. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I just paid you. He said, exactly. And when I got it, I said, okay, I'm a singer. He said, thank you. Now let's. Now we can get back to business. Love that. <laughs> wow. I love that. I'm curious what some of the um, challenges are, though. We've talked about all of the preservation and the celebration and all of the, the inherent it factor that we yes. all have as Memphians. But we all know that there are opportunities. And so I would love for you to share with us some of the opportunities that we have Um to support black artists and yes. both on a local level, but also on a national level. That's, you know, a really good question. I was thinking about that, interestingly enough, on my way here, not just the opportunities, but for people to know what investing in Memphis Black Arts Alliance does for the artist, period. The reason why that's important is because there's so many of us and so many opportunities to invest in black arts and black, black arts groups. However, Investing in Memphis Black Arts Alliance is different because we are, like you say, a center that supports the other groups. Investing in us, and yes, true enough, we 
are made up of people that are leaders of groups as well and connecting with people that are leaders of groups to make decisions that helps the masses. So helping us is kind of like that center where uh, we can distribute and help and support and sponsor and this, that, another. One of the things I, one of my dreams in life, I remember I woke up and I called Elizabeth Rouse. I said, I want to be like your African-American leg. You know what I mean? So that as um, monies and funding come in, you can depend on the Black Arts Alliance being the leg that can help connect the dots to you guys. Because let's just face it, Arts Memphis is the chief when it comes to this here. And so we need a Latino leg. We need an African-American leg, you know, and leaders in those groups that are tied to all of the groups that can say, hey, and so we can help to get funding for those groups to do what they do. And so investing in MBAA is an investment into the future of greatness for the for years to come. We are globally masters at what we do. This is not something I'm making up. It's just it's proof in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so investing in us, because all of these people that are global, like we just had our celebration, we had Charles Streeter, who was honored, who is J-Lo's drummer. We had Jimmy Kennard, who was uh, our MD for that evening, who was uh, who is his all over the world doing for everybody. I mean, he's a bass player for everybody. Dr. Ashley K. Davis was our keyboardist, who was the start of Stax Music Academy, uh, uh, the start of uh, Visible Music. I mean, this guy is global. We work with global people. So mm-hmm. in, if you want to ensure that artists, uh, that excellence continues, we're the place to invest it because these are the people that we're putting forth and supporting so that they can spread that love to the rest. I'll never forget. We were, I was talking with, um, the Orpheum just yesterday morning and was telling us that there was a sound, um, group that was assigned to us and, I was like, you know, we're going to see how this works. And we were like a little disturbed on some, you know, that happens a lot with sound groups, right? (laughs) But just so happens that Brandon Snail, (laughs) who just happens to be Patti LaBelle's um, uh, sound designer, was in the audience. So he gets up on his own and he goes up to the booth and he starts mixing the sound for the house. Uh, (laughs) This is the kind of stuff that happens. Because these artists, they love Memphis. They are from Memphis. They live here. And we, but we're connected to them. It was like, I didn't even know Brandon was here. And he comes up and says, hey, I was like, what are you doing here? He said, he was up mixing sound. I said, you did not. He said, yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> like that's, so, that's so Memphis too, to just be like, let me just pitch in. I'm here, you know? <laughs> exactly. Mm. So that, that's what investing or mm. giving or donating or supporting that's what it's about, you know, and, and, and taking these artists and helping them to, because at the end of the day, this is their livelihood. I tell people all the time, it's the difference between an instructor of the arts and a person that is an artist. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've done both. 
and I understand the value of both, but show putting an actual artist with these people so that they can actually see how it actually is done rather than just giving them the curriculum of how to do is a big difference. And that's what we do. And that's they're interested in doing it. They want to give back. And many times I'll bring them over to do like we have a summer camp. Summer Performing Arts Readiness Campus called Spark. Ooh, <laughs> I love that acronym. And so uh, we bring in every day a different artist. We brought in Boo Mitchell. We brought, you know, we brought in all of these amazing people. We even brought in uh, the gentleman from the Grammy uh, from the Grammys. And they talk with these kids and they share with these kids. And one of the things that's really, really interesting is that these kids are taking away things that's helping to inspire them to go forward and learn and grow. But these people that come and do it, many times they just want to come. Of course, we have to give them something. Sometimes they say, we want to invest that back in. You know, sometimes they do. But sometimes it's like, okay, because this is what they do for a living. And we need help to be able to do that. We There are... People out here, now we're living in a world where there's film and television projects happening left, right, sideways, all over the place because of COVID. People couldn't come together to gather in theaters as much. Now they're taking that creativity and, and going technical with it, right? And so we have, I mean, we have more people doing television and film projects now. Okay, they need money mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to do this. Laura, do you know where resources are? Well, I can refer you here. I would love for us to be in a position to say, well, we can't fund your show, you know, totally. But if it's something that the committee is agreed with or the board is agreed with or the artists that, that are here are agreed with, we will definitely sponsor and be one of your sponsors, a major sponsor for what you're trying to do and try to get that over to, to Cannes and get that over to some film festival or what have you. Uh, that And that's just investing in, how should you say, the longevity of who we are. It's investing in our future. It's investing in... Your the uh, how should you say uh, a better quality of life for Memphians as a whole, mm-hmm. and so because at the end of the day we can talk commerce, we can talk, but arts is what makes us tick. You know Elvis's movie, which God, have you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I hear it's My up God. for um, like Oscar. Yeah, wasn't nomination? it just nominated? Yeah, uh, Oscar nominations. Oh, I lots think. of them. Yeah, lots yeah. of them. A whole heap. Yeah, a whole heap of, lot of, of nominations. And I hate what's happening with Lisa Marie right here with all of this happening. But Damn. the reality of it is, is that all that soul and stuff he had. <laughs> right. It's a Memphis thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Timberlake, all that soul and stuff he has. It's a Memphis thing. Right. That, it's just a Memphis thing. Yeah. And so we need people to invest in what we bring to the table, which is something that's extraordinary. It is worldwide. It is global. It is something that no one can do but us. So, We've also yeah. heard it said here um, on these mics uh, for our radio show and podcast that artists are the ones who are documenting the history for the whole city. Absolutely. So whether it's through song, visual arts, theater, they're the ones who are making the right now become history. They're the ones who are documenting that history. Hist- historians lean on visual visualization, which visualization is art. Everything is really, it, it goes back to it if you really think about it. You can't visualize something without uh, the creative process to actually do that, to make it happen. And a lot of things now, because we're in a world of virtual, 
uh, uh, virtual tours and virtual this, they create like little mini stories or short form documentaries when people go to their with their little pads and go up to historic site and they see like a little mini movie that has to be created. That's an artist mm-hmm. that does that. So absolutely. So so people who are. For people who are listening right now who are artists or maybe they're, they don't consider themselves an artist yet, but they're getting super excited about what you're talking about, how can they get connected with you and Memphis Black Arts Alliance? Absolutely. Well, we are there. You can call us uh, at area code 901-948-9522, or you can uh, go to our website, which is uh, memphisblackarts.org. MemphisBlackArts.org. That's it. You got that domain name. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amazing. You know, I was trying to get Memphis Black Arts Alliance and someone overseas had it. What? I don't know. Where? But then I said, In that's Egypt? okay. We'll try Memphis Black Arts, which is actually what we needed anyway. Yeah, it's, perfect. <laughs> it's shorter, more succinct. Yeah. yeah it's easier. Exactly, I like that. Exactly. <laughs> so we are super excited because in a few short days, you will be taking the stage in a new way. Ooh, wee, yes. <laughs> you yeah. are a TEDx Memphis speaker for this <laughs> yes, year yes, yes, yes. in just mere hours. I know. No, no <laughs> nerves. No nerves. You've taken that stage many a time. How yeah, is this different? No. I was gonna say, so, so how is this different? How is pre- preparing for this alike it, and different than all the other times that you've stepped onto a stage? Well, to be honest with you, it has been different in that majority of the time when I'm on the stage, I don't have to prepare. <laughs> I've usually been asked, like, for instance, here, what about this? And I just right. answer. Um, this one is uh, an actual topical speech. And I had to really dig deep inside of myself and say, if I had a chance to say something, hopefully that will resonate in the minds of people that are listening, what would it be? And to really dig deep in there and figure that out. And, um, if I want to leave this earth, what would I want said that I said? And that's how I came up with this particular topic, especially based on the theme being truth or dare, you know. Mm. And so uh, I wanted to definitely say something that I hopefully, hopefully will impact uh, the people and help them walk away and say, yeah, uh, and, 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 and hopefully for better uh, change life for the better. Yeah. That's my dream. But yeah, it was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we talked about too like the difference between going on stage as a as a different character or role versus yourself can be I don't know if daunting is the right word, but it, it's just different. It's, it's oh, a totally. very different challenge. Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love your face right now. You're like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It is. Um, when you're, when you're going on as a character, you are going on as a character, you've done your study and literally we transport or trend or take in that particular persona before we go out. Um, and we deliver, you know, according to who that person is at that time. When you hear yourself, it is completely different because it's like, oh, see, Laurinette, Laurinette is really an introvert. People say, no, you're not. Yes, I am. I am an introvert. I would prefer to just be quiet at home and, you know, do my little stuff. But of course, my career does not allow that. So uh, the persons that know me, though, they know that I am more, I really would rather be home doing things like that. But I know that I'm called to do something different. And so I'm equipped 
But trust me, I take those opportunities to slide home when I can. (laughs) (laughs) Recharge. Um, So without giving too much away, because we still want want people to come see you and be inspired and excited. On Saturday, yes. Yes. Can you give us like a little bit of a teaser of what you're going to talk about? A little bit of a teaser? Yes. Mine is, uh, the topic I'm going is life has two choices. Either ascend to your purpose or fall for the gimmick. Ooh. I'm intrigued. <laughs> the gimmick. <laughs> I know. No. I know. I need to know. I need to know how to ascend to my purpose. Help me, wanna, please. Please. We don't we all? We all want to ascend to purpose. Yeah, no one wants truly. to fall for anything, but also unless it's falling in love exactly. coming up. But yes, but no, for a gimmick, no one. No. <laughs> and and honestly, I want to how should you say? color the gimmick if you will Mm. because gimmicks are cute gimmicks are compelling alluring Uh uh-huh alluring yeah and so uh we have to approach this in in the mindset of what persons think about things today the quicker the faster the easier you know but also letting them know sometimes taking the time being slow and steady is really what's going to get you the prize. So I want to paint, you know, both sides of it. Okay. So, I'm so excited. We're, yeah, we're, we're super so excited, excited for this, but you, we're not going to give it all away. You have to come on Saturday. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just see I want to take the stage. Pray As for me. As herself. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, I guess you, you've already been talking about this some, but, you know, New Memphis's mission is to develop, activate, retain, Memphis talent, Memphis people in Memphis, leaders yes. in Memphis. And so, you know, talk can you talk a little bit about how the mission of Memphis Black Arts Alliance kind of intersects with that? Like how how does the work you all do develop, activate, or retain talent to Memphis? Well, generally, honestly, I feel that Memphis Black Arts Alliance, because we are connected to new talent, we're connected to the old, the new, and the coming. Yeah. I, I, I always tell my kids, you guys are dids, divas in training. <laughs> 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 so, but, but absolutely, um, one of the things that I've always um, admired about New Memphis is the ability to reach uh, persons that are young and get them really invested into not only the business of Memphis, but the the um, the community involvement, the redevelopment of Memphis. And because of that, and what we are about is, well, we're in Soulsville and we're really, really connected. Well, actually, we are part of what is called the Soulsville Nest, a, a Neighborhood Development District, SNDD. And we've just recently acquired the first TIFF for South Memphis. Yes. And so getting persons in uh, in organizations such as New Memphis involved in what we're trying to do with, um, how can you say, redeveloping and and creative uh, placemaking and and finding ways to make South Memphis and Soulsville keep building on what we've already started. You know what I'm saying? We've got uh, a wonderful thing, Stacks and and uh, Memphis Rocks coming up. And we are, you know, we're there and you have South Memphis Alliance there and have all these other wonderful knowledge quests. And of course, Lamoa and Owen College. And, yes. and you've got, you know, you've got all these wonderful entities. We want to build it so that this community 
reaches not only the people in the community, but reaches the city. You know, what because it is like I think the third or fourth um, tourist attraction. You know, you've got Graceland, you've got Bill Street, uh, and I think it's Stacks. I think that, so. That sounds. I think that that's about right. right. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. But I think I know it's in yeah. there. It's in the top five. Let's just say that. Yes. We know it's in the top five. So uh, revitalizing the area and getting the minds of persons that are with New Memphis, the, the young uh, 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 professionals, getting them on board with some of these committees that are making these de- these decisions because we're building it for now, but they've got to take it to the next, to the next level. And so I think what you guys are doing with nurturing and creating and, and recruiting persons that are, uh, have the mind for business and, and keeping things going, moving forward. And trust me, they teach me a lot. I have young people working. It's like, okay, how do I do this? (laughs) I think that it's, it's important. And I think that we should do more. You know, I would love to get some people like uh, uh, from New Memphis on our board of directors, you know, to help us steer this thing. Um, would love to get you guys sitting in on some of these committees like uh, Soulsville Neighborhood Development District to hear your thoughts and to also recommend you for other organizations. Since we are connectors, recommend New Memphis to other organizations that are doing things throughout the city to try to make that impact. So there's not only just an impact for now but an impact that's going to take us into the future. So, Absolutely. I love what you said earlier about like locking arms and like all kind of pulling in the same direction. We're all right. We all are passionate about this city and we all want not just for now, but for the future. Exactly. So Uh take us into the future. Can you take us, uh, you know, what, what's going to what's going to be happening the rest of 23? You know, what's on the horizon? You're like, (laughs) You're like I'm not so thinking past February, year, but talk the next five years. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah, okay. whatever like, you want to share. I mean, Jamie and I are like we're just looking to Saturday, and then we're just going to sleep. We're going to hibernate, and you like have your ten year plan like oh, ready. <laughs> Where's well, Memphis going? Tell well, us. <laughs> well, since our 40th anniversary, big uh, to do with our legacy honors, which uh, we, if you guys. Um, knew about it or didn't know. For those who didn't know, hallelujah, <laughs> we uh, honored Elise Neal. Um, uh, uh, gosh, she's um, been nominated for a lot of things and and has starred in, I think, over 80 films. I mean, she's wow. simply amazing. Uh, Katori Hall. Uh, I'm the biggest fan of Katori Hall. Okay, y'all, I'm fan- I fanned out like crazy. Oh, I'm my say, gosh. Who's not? I mean, really, aren't we all? Yeah, like- I saw the pictures of her at... at- the words and I was like, oh my gosh. I completely fanned out. <laughs> yeah. I completely I told her when I finally talked with her, I said, you know, when she called uh and they gave me her number and I left a message for her and then she called and I heard her numbers. I was on my computer. I said, okay, okay. <laughs> I had to pull myself together. So okay. And so then I was listening to her and we were talking and I said, now I just I know that you have a lot of people that love you and that you have fans and they said that you're they're your number one fan and this and other I just want to say they've all lied to you. <laughs> I am your number one fan. And I can prove it. She was correct. <laughs> okay, but like she's probably thinking the same thing about you. To be fair, to oh. be fair, I mean, yes, you know, so just no. just a mutual yes. adoration. No. <laughs> but you have those people like that uh, that are also coming aboard to try to make things happen in the city. We have plans to reach out to uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Leslie Jones and. 
Hopefully Oprah, because Oprah, she grew up right down here in right. Mississippi, not yep. long far. You know, getting people back on board that are part of this area Mid-South. to help yeah. continue this to go on throughout the world. Okay, that's the dream. We started the Legacy Ball with where we were. You know, we honored uh, the two of them and, and Boo Mitchell and uh, Mosiah Bridges. That's our one who's doing things throughout the world, as well as Evie McKinney. She's from here. Uh, she won the four. Which was with uh, Puff D- uh, P Diddy. I don't know his name this week. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it in post. Puff Daddy P Diddy, <laughs> Sean Puffy. You know who I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> and and um, uh, DJ Khalid. And, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And so she, uh, she won. She's from Memphis, and actually she was a Stax Academy it's, uh, student. Oh my goodness! So uh-huh. a big round of applause all the way around. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She, she amazing vocalist, and so now she. So here we are. <laughs> We've got these people. That's what. That's the core. That's what we started with. We want to do a Black Arts Festival. Yes, please, please. It's on the vision board this year. <gasps> Not just on the vi- oh, it's, it's okay. It's I'm happening. already in readings about it. <gasps> you heard it here. You yeah. heard it here. We have We're all Miss Nina Johnson, who used to work with Tri-State Defender, who's major event planner. She's on board. And yeah, that's the plan for this year. And the, the next honors that we do, which will be at the end of the year, because I, I do it around that time. That's my actual anniversary. We won't be this big, this you know, as big as it was. But we want to continue the uh, honoring of each other and honoring, you know, people that are special to what we do and bringing people in. So we want to continue that because it's really important that mm-hmm. Memphis artists, black, white, Latino, Asian, all of us, that we learn to celebrate each other. The world celebrates us, but we're so like, oh, girl, he's nothing or she's nothing but we need to learn how to celebrate each other and honor what we are because I like when I went up there I didn't know I had anything I was like the people down the hall from me sing better than me (laughs) it feels like sometimes we're our own worst critic here in the 901 and it's like again like you said you were going to all these places and auditioning and they were like we want you exactly. we, we want we the like, people from Memphis and you were like wait me <laughs> right I got many of course you. that way I started learning I can put Memphis on here a lot when I, <laughs> because people I would get the audition so uh, yeah Memphis Memphis audition uh, people can get many places when you say that name if you're an artist that you're from Memphis it's amazing so that. we have a lot of that. So yes, for the future of this year. So those are the two big things that we're doing. We're gonna do a Black Arts uh, Festival. I want to call it the Black Creatives Festival, Ooh. and we are planning to do another uh, Legacy Awards. But this will not be on that level. But we'll save those for the big, big, big. You know, years the forty five, the fifty. Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're doing that. And um, we will be working alongside uh, of the, the uh, Over the Park Shell again. Excellent. And uh, for our fall concert series, we're already getting ready to do um, their Five Fridays of Jazz Ooh. that they do with Benjamin Hooks. And we, we've already landed our first artist, which is Joyce Cobb. <laughs> and that's going to be uh, March the 31st. And so, um, and, and you know, we uh, and we have this year, every year we do something different with our Spark program. For the first couple of years, we did performance, uh, stage performances. Uh, this past year, we did a television film camp. And this year, we're going to do a visual arts camp. 
Oh, I like the mix. So we have of some that, of the yeah. visual arts like Lurla and Franklin and, and people like that. They're going to come in and they're going to create. We have uh, some things that they're going to paint, like uh, this big tank that we have or container that we have in the back. And they're going to paint and by numbers and bring the kids in and they're going to. And that way they have something that has that they have there forever when they grow up and get little. I, I did that, you know, so that cute. sort of thing. So uh, we're going to do that. So, yeah. It's going to be a full year, as you can it see. It is, yeah. Full year. No time for sleep. No rest for the weary. But <laughs> I was like, you're exciting. Busy. It's good. It's good momentum. <laughs> it's it's fun that we have all of this to celebrate and do. Absolutely. And, and collaborate yes. with. And we need people to support. People come out. Come out if you want to see the firehouse. One of the treasures that we have, you guys, that I hadn't mentioned is our upstairs. You know, it used to be George Hunt's studio. Well, now it is Grammy-nominated Casey Clayton. Kurt Clayton's studio, music studio. Yeah, st- famous people are coming to the building all the time. And I, I told him, you know, he works, he's a m- music director for Confunction. And so, you know, they just recently did this uh, collaboration with um, Silk Sonic. And when I saw that they did it, I said, I went upstairs, I said, Kurt, do not play with me. <laughs> if Bruno Mars comes in this building, I don't care where I am. <laughs> Find me. <laughs> Make sure I'm here. Okay, do not play. But I mean, everybody comes through. Anytime they're doing a concert here for anything, they're rehearsing now. You should so not have told me that. Thing. I'm going to be lurking now. <laughs> now you're going to see fun. me. Just... It's so fun. I, I, I've done some uh, little, you know, little FB live, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sitting here and there's Stephanie Mills band upstairs. <laughs> you know, and you know we're getting ready to do blah blah blah. And person is coming. It's it's the fun. It's fun. It's fun. So fun job. Just yeah. surrounded by art all the time. All the I time. Love that. All the time. The dream. A, a great art. That's the yeah. cool part. Great art yeah. all the time. <laughs> so I wanted to take just a quick minute and um, honor you and celebrate the forty years of Memphis Black Arts Alliance Thank because, you. like you said, um, surviving past a founder is. A milestone in and of itself, but also four decades of bringing people together around black arts here in Memphis is a tremendous accomplishment. And I think that we are all united in saying that our city is better for it. And I'm curious what you think the founder would say today about like, could she have ever imagined that your programming would have grown to what it is today? One of my favorite moments, I think, was when we did honor her at the event. And she didn't know that Deborah Ferguson, who was one of the founding people uh, with, Blue, uh, with uh, the Nubian Dance Theater, was coming into town. Uh, I told her that I talked with her, but she didn't know. Uh, Deborah and Levi Frazier were there. So we had this beautiful picture of the three of them the lasting founders of this organization. Uh, Ekendayo from Hattie Lou, he came up. And that's when she was already near tears. But then when he came up, she cried because he said to her that because of Memphis Black Arts Alliance, that's how he got his start. Uh, She has been his mentor and he did his first play at the Memphis Black Arts Alliance. <laughs> and so he, you know, he created a show and they did it there at, at, uh, in our rehearsal area. And so, and now look at what he's doing. Yeah, now there's you know, like, Look imagine? at the whole city, how it's like the, the ripple effects of this. Exactly. Like just how 
impactful all over. it's all been. All over. Ballet on Wheels. Are you familiar with Ballet on Wheels? Shawnee used to be an instructor at the Memphis Black Arts Alliance. Um, uh, Tavita Williams, and now they're building the Whitehaven Arts Alliance. Tavita Williams used to be an instructor with the Memphis Black Arts Alliance. So many people. Uh, Roselle has an amazing, Roselle Elementary has an amazing program there for the kids, talented children. Uh, the principals, Taurus uh, Hines, used to be an instructor with the Memphis Black Arts Alliance. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. Oh, let's just get real. Stax Academy. Uh, Paul uh, uh, Paul McKinney and several others used to be instructors with the Memphis Black Arts Line. So yeah, it is a ripple effect, yeah. and it has it is and it's literally citywide. It, it really, really is. Many, many instructors that have come through there. George Nettles, everybody know, knows him as Broadway. George used to teach, teach tap dance there. <laughs> How fun. As well as Rufus Thomas. Rufus Thomas is <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, just, you know. a casual, <laughs> just a casual Rufus wow. Thomas dropping and, and name drop. Naomi Moody, who's one of my favorite, and I mentioned her earlier, her father was um, uh, Ned uh, D. Williams, who was the beginning of WDIA. The first, yeah, that was her daddy. <laughs> so, can, yeah, can you share who that is? Oh, I, yeah. I know who it yeah, is. Yeah, WDIA but. was the first African-American radio station worldwide. Started right here in Memphis. <laughs> and so that was her father. And so, yeah. Gosh, it's, it's such a rich history and such a rich future that yes. it's it's really exciting. We're we're just like I feel like we're like buzzing with excitement I'm in I'm here, like right now. <laughs> as if I need another cup of coffee. I'm already like have the jitters from excitement. If, you know, I tell people I, I've done this myself, but if you go in and take just put in Fats Waller and say Bill Street. They'll pull up something that has when he performed on Bill Street. The same thing with Eartha Kitt and the same thing with uh, uh, Anna James. All of these people were right here, <laughs> you know, because this is where in that day, this is where they could do what they do and, and get paid. This was the place that they could work. And, in you know, because there weren't many in the country at that time. But everybody would, and you see some of the old movies, they'll say, I want to go to Memphis so that I can get, I can sing. And the, that's, Memphis is important to this world. And I'm so glad to be a part of an organization that celebrates that uniqueness and that importance, you know, so absolutely. Um, thank you so much for spending time with us today and for Yay. getting to dig a little bit deeper and celebrate MBAA with everyone. Thank you for having and it's me. been such a fun conversation for us. <laughs> such a delight. Thank, thank you. you. And we'll see you Saturday. See you Saturday. That was an amazing conversation, Jamie. I was so excited to have her in the studio and so excited to learn more about MBAA and all that they do. Yeah, I'm I'm just buzzing right now. I'm so excited. I, I really want another cup of coffee, but now I don't because I'll be, like, I'll be bouncing off the walls after the energy <laughs> that she has just injected into my soul for today. I'm yeah. so excited about it. Um, a few end of show announcements is that we have another big event for New Memphis tonight. It is the first teacher's lounge of the year at Lost D over on Quint. So Lost Delicious. All educators and only educators are invited to join in the conversation of yet another TEDx Memphis speaker, David Jameson, a.k.a. the Dope Educator. So again, educators, that teacher's lounge is tonight. So head over to newmemphis.org to learn more about it and RSVP. That teacher's lounge is a free event. And... 
Another huge event, like we mentioned at the top of the show, that we are excited about is TEDx Memphis at Crosstown Theater on Saturday. Don't miss it. Come hang out all day. Bring a, bring a date. Come by yourself. You know, make a day of it. Absolutely. It's going to be a great day. And you can learn more about TEDx at TEDx-Memphis, or you can head over to at the New Memphis on social. Either way. We'll see you there. See you there or be square. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This week's episode is made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com.